0: Thanks for joining us on our comic book coffee break. I'm Nick Gunning. Oh, you were just so prepared. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm Eric Mickles.
0: Eric, today I'm drinking Christopher Bean's Winter Wonderland blend with a little cream and sugar. I'm drinking this now because my wife hates it. And she was still asleep when I left today, so.
1: Oh, okay. I gotta use it up. I gotta use it up. You could cook it. You could, do you cook coffee? You brew it. You brew it. So you could brew the coffee while she was asleep and not get yeah. in trouble, right? Exactly. Doesn't yeah. now? Wouldn't now your house smell like it? And she was gonna wake up and be Well like, Where I mean. She'll, is
0: she'll drink it. It's just not her preference. So I figured, you okay. know, yeah. While well, the cat's away, as, as yeah. do, they, do you still say that? Yeah, I like yeah, how lots you. Do. I like how you said that. I would get in trouble as if we're in like a '90s sitcom. You know, she's like, yeah. "What
1: did you do?" Yeah, I like how uh, long ago those stereotypes are still there—the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a good point. Deborah,
0: uh, I just wanted coffee. <laughs> uh, I'm getting pepped up by this coffee. Do you have? Are you drinking anything to get you get drink, you moving?
1: I just drink water. Okay, wow. I drink what, a lot of what's water. What's clicking?
0: What's clicking? I'm in my office and the boilers firing. Oh, okay. I just wanted us to have the picture there. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. I appreciate you asking. Well, uh, this is our giant size annual of Comic Book Coffee Break. It's been a minute, and now that we're in 2022, we thought we'd go back and recount some of our favorites. 2021. From 2021. That's right. That's right. You look at that. You didn't even miss a beat. It's been since (laughs) April, and you knew right what I was going to say. I love it.
1: (laughs) How? Yeah. The old chemistry. Uh, Nothing's better than looking back on... uh, Really, the past two years. I think so. Yeah. How do you not reminiscent? I honestly not reminisce about 2021.
0: I can't get 2021? enough of it. I can't get yeah. enough of it. If I'm being perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, have you read anything recently that's of note?
1: I'll talk about it. Okay. I've only read one thing because it was 22 freaking issues. Okay. So I'll talk about it when I talk about what else is on my list. Okay, all right. But yeah, in terms of the past seven days, yeah. I, I spent a lot of it reading that 22 issue, X of Swords. X of Swords? Oh, yeah, you've yeah. not been or having a fan. Or 10 of
0: Swords. Any of this new X-Men stuff has like not been your jam. we we'll gonna...
1: talk about it! Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. No, you're right. It, I have not been. So okay. maybe just an early warning, I'm going to talk about the new X-Men stuff, okay. and I haven't been a fan.
0: Okay, <laughs> So all right.
1: Thank but you. I mean, unless we talk about uh the new spider-man movie as well yeah i should be okay generally. okay okay i should be not making any enemies all right okay wait right. do you have spider-man on your list <laughs> right. jk jk right.
0: okay let's... simmons <laughs> he's back and better than ever question mark <laughs> yeah i know all right let's I think talk even he
1: books. said that he wished he still had hair
0: yeah that'd be so. better that so, that i mean they be could better. just
1: give him a wig or something but yeah i take it yeah yeah
0: all right, uh, so I mean, I've read a few things recently. I've been enjoying this Star Wars mangas. I don't know if you read any of these, but I read Lost Stars and Leia a while back. Mm-hmm. But Rebels is coming out now, and I just finished the second volume of that, and I'm digging it. I'm having a good yeah. time. All right,
1: so that's been pretty good. I haven't read any of the Star Wars mangas. Okay, I think I mean At you all. like the book Lost Stars. I, I like Lost Stars, but I, I never picked it up. Yeah, I never I picked up the manga.
0: I mean, if you already know the story, I don't know how much it would work for you though. No. I read the Leia book and still liked the Leia manga so yeah. who knows yeah but is like your favorite character she is thanks for noticing <laughs> that's great hey do you want to talk at all about immortal hulk because we've been reading that together
1: immortal um, hulk is on my list jeez Wait, everything is i'm it? gonna say no it's not on my list okay but well, let's because talk about it I, I guess because we're on volume four we are so we haven't gotten uh too far in it because we're reading it and then we're and then, then we call each other and we talk about it and yes then, read it again mm-hmm. with, while trying to read other stuff. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so, I, mean, I keep coming
0: back to it. I have, like, the stack of the trades on my desk, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I just got number yeah. five out. I'm liking the series so far. It's getting progressively grosser, and I
1: think Volume 4 is maybe the grossest it's, that it's ever it been. It is gross. It is the grossest, I think. Yeah. It was so funny. I saw you, and I'm like, it's just a hand for a head. Ugh. What? <laughs> but it's so fu- I, I told Kendra, I'm like, you don't think a hand for a head is gonna be that disturbing until you see... I do think it will be until you see a hand for a head don't speak for up. me oh my gosh yeah, yeah that was that was no good. that was truly an abomination true
0: that's true <laughs> i mean the, the whole series is trippy and a little dark and very it's much more horror i feel like than
1: he's going for b- body horror yeah. he has like as much as marvel slash work will let him
0: go yeah it's working for him yeah so. the hulk
1: transformation is always more goopy yeah. than it has been in the past for sure for sure, it's like it's usually just like oh he's getting bigger and greener. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like oh he's peeling away and right. he's slurping. it's like yeah. when the it's like when yeah. an icing machine is only syrup. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's like a soft shell crab half the time. Uh, yeah. So that's been rough. And you know we were talking off mic just about how it seems like in the last several years every Hulk run has been like well we got twelve issues let's cancel it and start again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So It's all been set up. Yeah. It's like here's the new status quo, and then chopping block, and then it's gone. New status quo, yeah. chopping block. Being that being also- said, yeah. I have kind of enjoyed.
0: Like I, when we decided to do Immortal Hulk, I went and like really seriously caught up on yeah. a bunch of stuff,
1: and I did yeah. like it. You know, the other stuff that was happening, like there was stuff in there I wanted to see keep going, yeah. and then it just Same. stopped. Yeah, some stuff with the maestro. Um, yeah, and like, and a more like sneaky hulk uh-huh. uh, behind Band- but then that got chopped real quick yeah, didn't really so, didn't really have time to grow secret wars ruined everything
0: yes that seems oh. to be so because i didn't read secret wars and i read stuff before and after and i was like wait yeah. a minute afterwards like everything, you, you don't very yeah you,
1: you don't have to uh Read Secret Wars to understand what's been going on with the Hulk and stuff, but yeah. a lot of books you're reading like, all right, I'm digging this story, like Black Widow or yeah. uh, Punisher and whatnot, and then it's always there is only Secret Wars. Yeah. And you're like,
0: darn it. Yep. Well, a similar th- hap- thing happened to me when I was reading all new X Men and like yeah. Guardians and stuff. Like the Black Vortex cool. crossover oh, just yeah. kind of like killed it all. Same with that Cyclops run. So
1: yep. All that to, to I've been kill- digging oh. Hulk. Yeah, but it is. It's nice if it. it it ended at 50 issues and we're uh-huh. only on volume four or we just finished volume four, yeah. but 50 issues seems to be like the, a long running series these days. Yeah. So yeah. like, I remember getting into, uh, like Deadpool and it having like 69 issues. And that was like, the end. it's like <laughs> Nick. Is it? Well, cause it's Deadpool. Is that not on yeah, purpose? Oh, no, Deadpool would be very happy. Yeah, about You're I right. Thought. But like that, that. that was, I remember that getting canceled. And it was like, ah, oh, I got canceled so young. Yeah. And now if a series gets to fifties, like, whoa, whoa. how they do that? I mean, it's DC
0: is going strong. I mean, not yeah. strong, but they're they have long, long runs. Yeah. Like I've been reading through Nightwing and stuff, and that's in the eighties and
1: their uh, of... rebirth Flash is at like a hundred and nineteen. Yes.
0: Good job. Speaking DC. of crossovers that killed things, uh I was reading really quickly um Flash and Aquaman, because my library uh-huh. has all the Flash and Aquaman. So I was like, I'm just gonna do it. Like uh-huh. Timelines be damned, I'm just gonna like read all these and then I got to this point where it was like, next, Heroes in Crisis. And so I stopped. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I just didn't read it. And finally forced myself to read Heroes in Crisis. And I'm like, what? why? Why, why did yeah. I do that? What was that even More about?
1: like Readers in Crisis.
0: Honestly. All the talking wish, heads and, like, the weird yeah. Tom King doing therapy for superheroes. Yeah. I wish Tom King would just journal. <laughs> for sure. Well, I think you said it best when you said he shouldn't do anything in continuity. And I think that's absolutely oh, my word. true.
1: Yeah. It's... I mean, sometimes, like, his Batman run would, like, get me, like, get my attention at times. But, like, all his other stuff has just been like, oh, wait, this is, this counts? Mm -hmm. His vision run. I was like, why is this in continuity? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yes, I feel the same way. Something showed up and I was like, oh, because I, I kind of didn't realize ahead of time that it was. So, yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a bit of a twist. But, yeah, Yeah. that's pretty much. My reading list. Oh, you know what? I read that I'm not. It's not on my list, but I really liked. It's called Bubble. It's by Jordan Morris, based Mm. on a um, podcast, a a, you know, a narrative (laughs) podcast, and it's about these people who live in little like habitats on an alien world, and they have an app that you can use when like an alien creature gets into the bubble. So it's like I don't know. I just thought it was clever and fun, and I'm ready for (laughs) volume two. All right.
1: Oh, it's an ongoing. I thought it was a standalone.
0: It sure seems like there's going to be a volume two. Oh. I guess I don't know that for a nope. fact. Now you're making okay. me question it. But
1: oh, I didn't know. That's all right. I didn't. I hadn't heard of it until you were sharing the uh, panels of uh, <laughs> of yeah. the uh, those. Uh, I don't know. I, who yeah, who were they? They yes. were like geek monsters that were just talking, had yeah. bad
0: opinions. It's a bunch of like bros in a bar and this monster right. comes and sort of like combines them and people are
1: like, oh no, now their opinions are worse. Right, And yeah. they keep
0: like, Val Kilmer was the only good Batman. Just yeah, like, we
1: should revisit so. the Star Wars prequels. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So that's yeah. bubble. That's bubble. All right. Should we get into our best of list? Yeah. All right. Let's do it.
1: Have you? Is your best of list just a mix of a bunch of stuff that came out like five years ago as well? Um, I think
0: I have. I mean, mostly, I guess, if we're being okay. honest. But I do have some <laughs> things from 2021.
1: Because I'm, I'm looking at my list, I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, I could start. Okay. Uh, because I didn't realize, looking at my Goodreads to see that I read it this year or in 2021 is Lucifer, which I remember that blew my mind that it was lat. It was the beginning of 2021. I remember that so because, long ago because
0: yeah. we it was when we were still doing weekly episodes. And I remember like yeah. every week you get a new Lucifer.
1: So I read uh, the four volumes of Lucifer on. Yeah. Uh, I think it was on Hoopla. I think yeah, that's I think how I got it. Right. But now it's on uh, the DC app. Oh, okay. so I made all that fuss about trying to find a way to read Lucifer and Hellblazer, and now DC's just like here it is. Wait, you have the DC app, Eric? How how did that? Hey, Nick. Yeah. Thanks for the DC Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Nick got me the DC Infinite Universe. Did I say all the right words? I think you did, yeah. Okay, DC I, Infinite Universe. I think DC they,
0: Universe Infinite? Uh, not, mm, good question. <laughs> I think they added the Infinite because of the online DC Universe game. I yeah. think that's why I was trying to distinguish. Yeah. I would Imagine just having different different words, full but... control
1: of your brand and not being able to brand.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're like halfway uh, into DC Universe being like, wait, there's already a game called that?
1: Crap! HBO Now! HBO Talk, HBO Max, HBO wackadoo, <laughs> HBO, HBO. <laughs> Does that work? Get HBO, HBO. It's it's pronounced hubba hubba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. Lucifer, yes, it's, Lucifer, it started, I think it started in the 90s, but I could be wrong. But it spun out of uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman run way back when. And I always meant to read it, but it was 75 issues. Whoa. Can you... Insert like a bling sound sure. every time I I'll say see, something that ran for longer yeah, than fi- 50 or more mm-hmm. issues. I'll get Roger to work on it, yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, it was just really good. It was completely different than what I thought it was going to be because the pitch is Lucifer isn't in hell anymore. He owns a piano bar on Earth. And I Sounds thought it was like mainly... hell to me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was mainly going to be about like Lucifer's day in day owning a piano bar on Earth and maybe having kind of like vertigo level. Adventures, Sounds but it's really read. about like him trying to keep. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's just a bunch of different like fantasy adventure stuff. Yeah. The Piano Bar plays almost no role in it, and it makes me wonder <laughs> if like Mike Carey got the book. He's like Piano Bar, nice try, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> it's out. You're done. Yeah. Hmm. So that that did not stick, but it was just. It was dark. It gave me some weird dreams. <laughs> at times oh, okay um it definitely left me like i mean i guess if you're just reading about the character lucifer having adventures in hell and heaven and all that stuff you are got to have some dark stuff but makes it sense. definitely like makes sense put me in a weird place while reading it but it was also very good yeah okay. so i mean don't read if you can't handle images of hell mhm mm-hmm. so that seems like it could be crucial to it yeah yeah i well, remember the first time the first volume of sandman i ever read i think it's volume 4 i i might have to but it's where Sandman, go- it's where Morpheus goes to hell to confront Lucifer. It's where this uh, series spun out of the whole okay, idea. Okay. And I would have been like 16, maybe younger. I think I was 16, but like picking it up for the first time and. Reading and just seeing like that version of Hell, I like had to put it down and go for a walk. <laughs> and, like, I was just not prepared because, like, I had read about Sandman or like they had talked about Sandman on this TV specials about comics. I'm like, I'll check it out and just picked up that version because maybe it was the only version my library had, mm. the only volume. Yeah. And I was just not mentally prepared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, it definitely sounds intense. I think that would yeah. have. Yeah. I, it's, it's kind of shot. They would never do it, but like, Sunday school teachers should be using that volume of Sandman. (laughs) Look at at this! Look at this! (laughs) But but yeah, it really, it freaked me out. And now I'm reading, now I read Lucifer this year, so I guess I've grown. You
0: have, yeah. You finally were able to. One of the, like, sort of fringe DC Comics things that I've been enjoying this year is all their anthology sets that they've been coming out with. A lot of their heroes are hitting the 80th mark or something like that, so I read the 80th, like, Catwoman anthology, Green Lantern, you know, Robin, Aquaman,
1: Ah. Green Arrow, lots of different things. Betty White lived in a world without Batman or Superman. Yeah, that's true.
0: And she did nothing about it. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, there was a Pride Month one that was really good, but the one that I liked the best was called DC Festival of Heroes, and it, uh, it was focusing on Asian characters. And mm-hmm. Gene Luen Yang introduced this new character called the Monkey Prince in one of them. And that was kind of like the, you know, the marquee of this anthology. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. And it was just kind of a brief little like, here's the Monkey Prince. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's supposed to lead to an ongoing series in 2022. So I haven't seen anything about that yet. But I'm excited about it because I feel like Gene Luen Yang, I mean, he's always been great. But I've just really enjoyed his recent output quite a bit. Yeah. So that cracked my list a DC Festival okay. of
1: Heroes. Nice. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've seen the I've seen the hardcover eighties stuff. Yeah. I think I only read one, like it was the eightieth anniversary issue of Batman. Okay. So yeah. which was already like they released it as like a hardcover. As its own thing. Yeah, I think they yeah. did the
0: same thing with action comics and Superman. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty
1: Yeah, cool. I miss your uh heater. It feels like we lost the third member yeah, of the Yeah, that this click. Episode.
0: I liked that click. It was kinda of, it was <laughs> like we were doing beat poetry, you know? Yeah. And I miss it now. Hmm. Yeah. What else you got?
1: Uh, I read Hellblazer. I read a lot of Hellblazer. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Is there something you need to talk about? That's just a lot of demons in darkness.
1: So I started it a little... I started in 2020 when I found out my local library had a bunch of the trades. Okay. And I was kind of, like, second-guessing it, because some of the earlier stuff I read, I was like, this is... I see it, but it's not clicking with me. Okay. But I decided to just go in, and uh, I started basically at the Garth Ennis run, and I just... Couldn't put it down. I read a whole bunch and then they ran out of physical stuff. It's all on Hoopla now and now it's on the DC Infinite app. So I need to go back, but I was read I read like seven or eight of the mm-hmm. volumes. There's three hundred issues. So take a hike, Immortal Hulk. Yeah,
0: right? Fifty, uh, forget it.
1: Yeah. But I read quite a bit of Hellblazer and it's a bunch of different writers that I ran into while doing it. So Garth Ennis was doing it. Paul Jenkins was kinda of disappointing because I tend to like paul jenkins comics a little bit more than others mm-hmm. but the one that oh boy i can't remember i hate him normally brian azarello i usually hate his stuff in general like yeah. i hate his joker oh i remember I, yeah yeah i hate a lot of his batman stuff but he actually won me over with his hellblazer stuff really? i think it's because the artist was so good Oh yeah. uh and i know i saw some people not liking the art because he tends to draw Constantine smirking a lot, mm. but I, I just really liked it. He had, that like, shadow... Right. Yeah, it, it had this, uh... It had, like, kind of a cartoonish look at times, but it, it had a, a, a good style for it all. It gave... It worked for that run. And I missed it when it was gone. So, if you read a... It's not the same artist of A Hundred Bullets, but it reminded me of that art style. Okay. Yeah, I remember
0: you digging that as well.
1: So, Speaking yeah, I need authors, to go back.
0: Speaking uh, of that you don't normally like... I read a Brian Michael Bendis book that I loved called Batman Universe. It's
1: well, Brian... joke's on you. Yeah? I guess I'm a regular joker. Are no, you? you're the joker because I'm... the joke's... So it's I'm me. I'm the joker because the joke's on hold you. Hold on, hold on. So... Riddle me this, Nick. No, no. I think you switched. I'm a man of two faces. No, you <laughs> And you're just a man of one clay
0: okay. face. All right. See, the I've mask... given you poison <laughs> ivy. The mask is the mask. Sometimes uh-huh. the mask can yeah. be the yeah. mask for others. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Sometimes
1: it's a red hood.
0: Batman. I also like this comic. <laughs> you like you liked Batman Universe.
1: Yes. I hoped
0: you would. We So we did it for a... It's for also a, on my list. Quick. Oh, it is? Cool. Okay. Yeah. We did it for a quick Batman Day episode of House Things and I just sort of stumbled across it and it was like this Batman book that was originally coming out in like mm-hmm. Walmart and those weird Walmart exclusive comics that they were doing. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, I know. And it just kind of got buried and lost and... I discovered this just on the app. I was looking for mm-hmm. something that was just kind of like a contained Batman story that I hadn't read. And I was like, Batman Universe by Bendis and Nick Darrington is the artist. I just thought it was great. Like mm. it was it was quippy and it was fun without being over the top, as it's pretty easy to do uh, with some of Bendis' writing. I thought a lot of the the art choices were really cool. There was some cool perspectives where you were only seeing Batman's hands or like just seeing the tools and stuff. It was just some stuff that I feel like I haven't really seen in comics before, yeah. it was and, good. Um, it was really good. And I was sad that it slipped under the radar because I, I had a great time
1: with it. Uh, well, I made sure our library got it after I read it. Good. Thing. Or I got it so I could read it. Right. So one of those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those all ages comics that is literally all ages. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. It. It was just good. It was just it was. so different than like the. Because everything I've been I've been reading a lot of standalone like Batman stuff from either DC Dark or whatnot, and it's yeah. just all Joker and Harley, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just all so like how dark and realistic can we make these characters? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, so it, this was kind of like a breath of fresh air with that. I
0: agree. I agree. So, I really it, liked the Alfred relationship. It was mm-hmm. different. It was unique. I recommend yeah
1: the. It. The art style made me think that if he was still, or if he was still alive, that Darwin Cook would have had worked thought. on it. It, yep. it had, had like a Darwin thought. Cook vibe. Yeah, it, basically the new frontier kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah, or, yeah, or
0: uh, or Darwin Cook's Catwoman. right, yeah. also. But
1: I don't know why can't Bendis limit his word count like this all the time? I know.
0: Yeah, just I like agree. a
1: word, just a word balloon that says, "Okay, I got to get down there." Well, no, like I got to get down there because you know I'm, I'm. It's uh, well, see, I need to. Let me Listen. start
0: over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no,
1: I know what you mean. So, it, it had kind of a eighties vibe too. It kinda of reminded me of uh some of the stuff they do in the eighties where like you're just you're going to Thanagar. Yeah. I you're going to you're running into but it's very like quick. It's just kind of a tour of the weirdness of the DC universe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well I'm gonna finish my DC list here with the last one on here, and that's Whoa. Superman Man of Tomorrow, uh, hero of Metropolis. Uh, this is by Robert Venditti and Paul Pelletier. This is one of the digital exclusives that the oh. the app is doing. There's, there's several of these. There's a Superman, mm-hmm. there's a Wonder Woman, Flash, mm-hmm. Aquaman, and so on. The Wonder Woman I didn't really care for, Agent of Peace it's called. That's kind of a team-up book and it's just, I don't know, I don't like it. The uh-huh. Aquaman <laughs> was like, fine. But the thing uh-huh. that stood out to me about this Superman book is that a couple of them, maybe the stories will span one, maybe two issues, but most of them are pretty standalone. It feels very much like a Silver Age approach to Superman, not shying Mm -hmm. away from the fact that he's like good and a symbol of hope and things without being cheesy or corny. And that's just not a Superman we've gotten in a while. Mm -hmm. So I really like the simplicity of it and it felt very much like the Superman that I wanted. So that was Mm -hmm. one that I was like checking the app being like, when is the next of these coming out? And it was eventually released in a trade under this title, Man of Tomorrow, Hero of Metropolis.
1: Mm -hmm. Marvel Unlimited does the digital first things as well. Or digital only yeah. exclusives, whatever. Yeah. I don't read them. Even the X Men stuff. Yeah, but there is one called It's Jeff. Yes, that I I read with my wife. Yeah, Little it's shark. cute. Yeah, like yeah, it's a land shark. It's he. It's just cute. Yeah. So that's why I read it with her. And yeah, because Marvel's thing is that you start up and you scroll your way yeah. down. Like mm-hmm. it's like one long panel. Right. I guess they're trying to do what other webtoons do and yeah. stuff. But like, I don't know. Yeah. If I'm if, if the X-Men stuff can't win me over, then
0: Yeah, I I keep looking at it like thinking, oh, yeah. I should start that, but then I just never do. The only things I've read, oh. I read the holiday one yeah. um, this past Christmas, and I read there's supposedly launching a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur run that way.
1: The Marvel stuff is confusing of who it's for, because if it's for like Marvel people who are just reading Marvel comics in general, and you you probably already have Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. So you're already reading the stuff. And so if it's to win new people over, I don't know if that would do it because who would care? Right. And And if it's not continuity-based, then I'm not going to read it. So then, I mean, I guess it's just nice, but it also just kind of clutters it up. Yeah, I agree. Well, I I don't know. I mean,
0: it's not like they're really doing niche characters either, you know, or like trying to have a companion to something that's going on i mean they did start start a little shang chi one when shang chi started yeah the movie but like yeah i don't really i agree with you i don't really get the point of of what they're going for there i guess i'm too old i guess you are Yeah. yeah
1: i started reading i never i haven't picked up a second volume since but i read the first volume of idw's teenage mutant ninja turtles oh okay and it was very good it was a lot of fun is this like, uh, like the
0: one from like 2012 or something like a little older? It's
1: still going, isn't okay. it? Okay.
0: I think I think it is, but I read the first yeah. couple of trades. I think I know what you mean. I think I read that too.
1: Yeah, the hardback I had was like 13 the first 13 issues. It's just really good and it felt like it was just a mix of a bunch of different turtle lore. It felt yeah. like there was a moment where April meets them and she's like I can't handle this, and she faints, which I am a hundred percent sure is how she met the turtles in the first uh, episode of like the '80s oh, cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so there's like references to the '80s. You see, um, there's like some movie nods and stuff, but and like stuff from the original mm-hmm. comics. But it's it's like a, a new takes, but it just feels like all of it come together. But it's just yeah. a lot of fun. Turtles is one of those things where the nostalgia goggles are in full effect with mm. me. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to. Every time I read it or watch one of the bad movies, yeah. I'm just, hey, I have a good time. Hey, now. Yeah. Oh, no, the new bad movies. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, which sure. I like. I, I like do. the. I, I like the two new ones. God bless you. Good and for I, you. I think it's just because I just like the turtles yeah. whenever they show up. I never I, have yeah. a bad time with the turtles. Yeah, I was so, having a good
0: time with Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that show. Oh, yeah. Very funny. I liked a yeah. lot of that.
1: Yeah, I like the uh, the one that came before that.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I did I
1: too. that uh huh. I like that that c- weird CGI Turtles animated movie that came out in between too. the live action yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, with Chris Evans as Casey yeah. Jones. Yeah,
1: it's just one of those things. Like, there's there's some things from my youth or from my childhood. I'm like, well, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. I I put that away. But like the Turtles, it's just like no, they yeah. I've got they're never going for me. They're yeah. great. And this the series is just a lot of fun. Yeah. So and it's a lot there's a lot of Uh spinoffs a lot of like shorts so like cool and it comes in those like cool big uh hardbacks yeah i need to get back
0: to it i need to get back yeah because i was liking it yeah i I need to as well these don't make my list for best of but i feel like i should mention that i did finish my reread of superman new 52 you did it and it nothing really changed my mind i still liked what i liked and didn't like what i didn't like which was most of it so, okay. I feel like yeah. it, it came home in the end. The only thing was that I was wanting to get my wife to read the parts that I liked, but it's so scattered. There's not like a read this trade or read yeah. this trade. It's just. So, yeah. you know, that was. It wasn't, it wasn't as rereadable as I hoped it would be. And I really hoped yeah. to get a new appreciation for the early stuff, and I didn't. Yeah. I also finally finished uh, Grant Morrison's Wonder Woman Earth 1. And I loved the first volume of that. Like when back on when, when the old book show when we did our Wonder Woman spotlight, that was in my top like Wonder Woman stories. I feel like the two sequels only made me like the first one less. Mm. It's not that they're bad; it just kind of worked as a good standalone, and the stuff that came yeah. after was kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. like I guess now that's part of it. But I'm way behind on Earth One.
1: Well, I have a Grant Morrison book on my list.
0: Hit me. I love the transition.
1: The santa claus origin story claus really yes really yeah it's a lot of fun okay it's the art is gorgeous and it's very colorful it so it just like looks great uh-huh. um and it's it's a fun like story in there i mean i was 100 percent there for the art yeah uh after the first issue but the it's just kind of like i don't know you know these like gritty reboots of like not comic characters, but like King Arthur sure, yeah. and Robin Hood that we've yeah. been getting. It's like that, but with Santa Claus. Yeah, it's like what if the Tarzan, King Arthur, Robin Hood, gritty, yeah, happened to Santa, but Santa Claus? Santa but Claus. sure, but Grant Morrison wrote it. Uh huh. So it's just really fun and huh. it looks great. Well, so good.
0: is it Christmassy or not Christmassy?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. All right.
1: I mean, it's yeah. I mean, if you want to read something kind of like Batman Begins on Christmas. You yeah. can read Kloss by uh Grant Morrison. Okay. Or you could just read it whenever, which I did. Okay. I think I read it in the summer. sorry right. I'm a That's maniac. Weird. I
0: could, I would never do that. I my I couldn't be allowed to do that. I wouldn't allow myself.
1: But yeah, it, I think it's I don't remember how many issues it is. It's short, but okay. it's just it's just he is basically Robin Hood for a lot of it with the Santa Claus things happening. Hmm. So,
0: okay. <laughs> he steals milk and cookies and gives them to the poor boy is that how it goes
1: yeah yeah okay, <laughs> here's your cookies kids
0: all right well let's oh, but we uh, gave these to you i'm gonna <laughs> oh yeah all right uh i'm gonna get into some of my marble picks and i only have three so i'm just gonna warn okay. you we already talked Flip about wagon. this but but tom king's vision i really loved it the place that this year
1: no i read I, that last i year. did
0: yeah i did yeah. i read it this year when wandavision okay. was coming out i read Mm -hmm. that and i read the that scarlet witch series that
1: wandavision being 2021 blew my mind as well when i looked back it was like no i watched that in 2020 i remember i know i know yeah no it started in january 2021 (laughs) apparently (laughs) 2021 started in january i guess
0: so i guess yeah i didn't realize but yeah i guess so I yeah. mean, this is so cool. It's so stylized. It's got this yeah. sort of, like, 1950s aesthetic, which, you know, clearly yeah. they cribbed some of that for WandaVision. Uh, yeah. As we were saying earlier, I mean, the the parts where it's weakest is when it touches with continuity.
1: Yeah, luckily I think you can read it and then ignore it. You can. In continuity. Can. I don't think yeah. it, it definitely could have and should have not been out of continuity. Right. Uh, but he... I don't think Marvel does that in general. No. It really has to be a crazy project yeah. for them to do out of continuity. And yeah. I think this should have been still. I agree. But it—you can ignore it if you really need, if you need to. And I think the opposite
0: is true. I think if you don't know what's going on, you can just kind of be like, okay, I assume that yeah, probably I, happened. You, you don't—you can just read this.
1: It. Yeah, you can just read it without. Yeah caring what else is going on you can just give it to anybody who's like "Ah, I liked WandaVision do you got something else yeah yes (laughs)
0: yeah that I feel like that is better than I don't know you know like we the 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 Scarlet Witch series that came out that I think is just three volumes it really did it started strong and had this cool like sort of magical detective kind of vibe and then it just went off the rails and that was another one where when they were bringing in aspects of continuity it really kind of like yeah kneecapped it so yeah you know kind of disappointing but i still re- would recommend Tom King's vision yeah that's that's Gabriel Hernandez Waltz the artist on that
1: yeah there were i kept sharing the tweet of uh, i kept sharing the image of vision yelling what good can come from this <laughs> 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 while watching WandaVision to uh-huh, people
0: uh-huh.
1: Oh, that's how i felt
0: yep yeah, classic
1: while watching that show mm-hmm. um well, if that came out in 2021, that should have been on my list, WandaVision. Yeah, yeah it should have been. I don't know why it, I didn't... I guess I completely... Because I forgot it was. But anyways, WandaVision is definitely my favorite thing that MCU has done this year. Same. In 2021, then. Yeah, I agree. I completely forgot it was a 2021. Uh, I think it might still be one of the best things they've ever done, period. I 100% agree. Yeah, so, it was so and, clever,
0: so unique, and... They really, I don't know, I feel like they they put the time in to really make you, like, because you have to, you go several episodes without having any information, you know, yeah. so you got to have a little bit of buy-in to start. Mm-hmm. And I just, I loved the classic TV references. There was so many little yeah. winks and nods uh, outside of just the obvious stuff. There was little subtleties. Mm-hmm. I loved every it. Every other,
1: I'm, I was going to really say, s- every other MCU show that came after, I feel like, has felt less because of Wandavision.
0: Yeah, I agree. So Yeah, I agree. I agree with that totally. I'm very excited that Matt Shankman, who did Wandavision, is on the hook to do the new Chris Pine Star Trek movie. I I hope oh. that happens. I'm not gonna hold my yeah. breath, but I hope it
1: happens. Yeah. But yeah, I think whereas like I watched like Falcon Winter Soldier and uh Loki and Hawkeye. Was there another one I'm missing? Holy moly. What if? Uh what I didn't even finish what I haven't United finished movie. Hawkeye. Uh, they've all felt like you still could have done it in a two hour movie and it would have been better. I one hundred percent feel that about Hawkeye. But I feel like WandaVision, like it was like, Oh, we're a show? Well then let's do be a show. something yeah. we can only do in a show. Yep. And I agree. It was it was great. And I just I just feel like Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki like it all was just stretched two episodes too long. Yeah. Because it could have all just been a movie.
0: I couldn't get down with Loki. I didn't really care about what if, and I think I just wanted something different from Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: I liked it at first, but Falcon and Winter Soldier had so many moving parts. It felt so messy. it did.
0: Um, I think what you really wanted was just, I mean, what I wanted anyway, was their chemistry. That scene in Civil War where they're in the car together, and he's just like, I hate you. You know, yeah. I mean, that's. I wanted a whole show of that. And it. you're right. It was just like so many different angles being worked.
1: Yeah. I don't think you, it really you have Zemo. You have the flag smashers. Someone's trying to open a soup restaurant, as I recall. You have both of their characters having different things going on. Yeah. You have John Walker. You also have Isaiah Bat-Rock. Bradley,
0: right? We're getting Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah in there. Bradley. Yeah. You have
1: Bat-Rock. Yeah, you have. I mean, you have the whole people recovering from the snap thing. It's right. just. It was just so unfocused, and, and don't maybe if it was a... Julia Louis Dreyfus, we have Julia oh Louis Dreyfus also. So if it yeah. was a movie, like those moving parts would have, you might have like taken a little less time with some of those. It, I don't know. The movies tend to be able to put in more stuff without making it feel crowded, but the show—it's weird that the show didn't. Yeah, it I had agree. Had the opposite problem. I know. I know. Anyway, so Wandavision, I guess, should be on my list. Okay.
0: Well, Daredevil Noir. This this one kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. because the only of the noir line that i'd read before was x-men and i hated it like i didn't i didn't think it was a good noir and i didn't think it was a good representation of the x-men daredevil automatically daredevil lends itself to the noir setting and yeah. i just felt like it was just right like i would have read more of that i thought it was really cool i thought uh-huh. it served the characters well and i also feel like it really worked as a good piece of like old school detective style so uh, i, I you- really liked it
1: if you want to read more Daredevil noir, can I suggest some Daredevil?
0: Yeah, that's, a, well, that's what I mean. Like, I know it's kind of an easy one there. Yeah, but yeah, that's Alex Irvine and Tom Coker, and I, I just thought that was mm-hmm. super good. I didn't expect yeah. to like it, and ended up really liking
1: I, it. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't know what to su- like, what run to suggest if you're looking for that. I mean, Frank Miller gets detective-y, but yeah, I guess none of the runs are just straight up like yeah, I thought that was super detective cool. stories. Yeah. Uh, I read Jason Aaron's Thor. Oh, okay. So I had read the first two volumes of Jason Aaron's Thor before and hated it. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to try again, and I loved it. So did
0: you reread the first two volumes? Yeah. You did, okay. Yeah,
1: I did. I changed my reviews on good, but yeah, I really liked it this time. I don't know if I was just not in the right mood at all, but this time I was uh, 100% in. And uh, basically that's also when uh, Jane Foster becomes Thor. Okay. And so I read all of the Jane Foster Thor stuff and finished that. And it really is where it ends, but apparently Jason Aaron keeps writing Thor. Oh. So I need to uh, keep going with that. But, like, that's really where you could just end okay. your the, the, Thor The run. two
0: volumes of Goddess of Thunder?
1: No, it's... It's, uh, oh, volumes, yeah. It's, yeah. uh, like, he writes Thor son for a while, and then he stops being Thor, and mm-hmm. then it's, uh, Jane Foster for, like, two volumes, and then she has, like, a five-volume oh. run after. wow, okay. So, yeah, it goes on for a while. So, it's fun. The Jane Foster stuff kind of dips in the middle, but okay. it also kind of nails the landing. Okay. So, uh... Yeah, I think it's great. And if you're excited for, like, Thor Love and Thunder coming out in theaters, then that's what you should do. Yeah, read. that's where you should go.
0: Uh, speaking I of think theaters,
1: uh, yeah. I think Christian Bale is playing the God-killer oh, that right. he introduced in that yeah. series. So they're they're combining basically all the... Uh, that's fun. Like, the God-killer was, was something that, like, Thor... It, it did kind of like a Thor-verse stuff, because with time travel, you have a very young Thor, mm-hmm. like, still during the Viking ages. You have modern Thor and then you have like this elderly Thor who is basically Odin okay like they time travel together and fight the god killer yeah and so it's basically you know the spider verse yeah but with Thor crazy um
0: yeah well that sounds fun um yeah. here's here's something I had a change of heart on and uh, it may surprise you Eric but the film Black Widow I saw Black Widow in theaters and I was kind of like why why are we doing this why are we doing mm-hmm. this you know like mm-hmm. I just is so way past the fact. It doesn't really change mm-hmm. the narrative or anything. And then I watched it a second time and had just sort of like put that all aside. And I ended up really liking it. And I think that's more because of Florence Pugh. I just love the way she plays that character. I love what she shows up in Hawkeye. And I, I ended up like walking away thinking like, you know what? That was really good. And I feel like in future cycles, if you're watching through the movies and you just put it where it's supposed to go, mm-hmm. I think it'll play pretty well. So,
1: Black Widow. Alright. You're still one a of the, fan. One of the nicest things I can say about Black Widow is I liked it more than Eternals. I haven't seen Eternals. Well, maybe you'll love Eternals. Maybe. Now, if that movie had been called The Turtles, and it was about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles throughout right. history, yeah. I would have watched that. Yeah. On the topic of Black
0: Widow, one of the other ones that cracks my list here, the last one <sighs> Should I watch Marvel Turtles picks. 3? I think you should. Have, yeah, should Turtles, I watch Turtles 3? Turtles Turtles in Time, Turtle? yeah.
1: Absolutely. Where they go back to... Because I was just yes. thinking, like, the idea of, like, the, somebody being like, what does it mean, this radical? And yeah. I'm like, wait, does that happen
0: in Turtles 3? Do it. So... Go find it. Go find it. I really like Kelly Thompson's Black Widow run. Okay. It's Kelly Thompson I... and Elena Casagrande. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really like what they're doing with it. Leading up to the movie, I read a lot of the Black Widow series, like Mark Waid yeah. some of the other stuff. And I just could not find one that I could get into. Um, some of them look great I mean there's a three Mm -hmm. volume series I can't even remember who writes it now maybe that is the Mark Wade stuff but it looks super cool not cool but I feel like this Kelly Thompson run is getting the character right and using her correctly and Mm -hmm. so I'm that's one that I'm like anticipating the new issues coming out which has been a Mm -hmm. while since I've been like that so Black Widow
1: okay I haven't read any of that stuff the last one I read I can't even remember like who wrote it it was so it was like 2000. Five, I think, this series had come out, and the art was like really gorgeous. But um, I yeah, haven't read I a series since then. I kept meaning to read the one that happened right before Secret Wars, mm. the like her th- her tightly woven thread, yeah, okay, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did um, read that, mm-hmm. but I just haven't picked up on it. You you had a specific Black Widow run. I had I read Matthew Rosenberg's Punisher run. Oh, okay, it's. Punisher going after uh, Zemo. Oh, interesting. So it's it's fun. like Punisher's not it's not great to use the Punisher with Marvel villains mm. because it really neuters him and makes him very ineffective because none of them can die. Right, sure. And even if he does kill them, they're going to come back, so it's not very effective. So, yeah. like, he can't kill the Kingpin. Sure. He can't <laughs> kill Zemo. But at the same time, it's fun because you can write the villains as actually being, like, Nervous because the Punisher does kill. That's cool. So, you know, if, like, Doc, if, uh, I don't know, if one of Zemo's henchmen is just like, oh, crap, the Punisher's showing up. So the answer that Matthew Rosenberg does is just have Zemo's uh, Hydra goons becoming cannon fodder for the Punisher, and so they're freaking out that the Punisher's showing up because mm-hmm. he can just mow them down. Mm-hmm um while well, freaking out but like the thunderbolts show up and uh at one point he slaps johnny blaze into becoming the ghost rider to help him which is fun <laughs> uh it has some good art it's a fun ride with uh the punisher that's it's, fun it's a fun punisher without being too gruesome the funisher yeah a Punisher. i yeah. love it yeah uh, thank you trademark love that trademark. oh my god no, i'm stealing it
0: write it down no punisher. you can't no it's on audio uh, I got i I've got a downer one. Are you ready for a downer I one? Love that. I don't mean I don't mean to bring you down from Funisher, but this this is a downer of a graphic novel. Okay. Mention. Are you prepared? Yeah. They called us Enemy by George Takei uh, with Justin Eisen- Isinger, Stephen Scott, and Harmony Becker. So this uh, this deals with George Takei's childhood growing up in Japanese internment in America uh, around World War II, and. I mean, I learned a lot about that period of history, about you know what the experience was like for Japanese Americans in turn during that time, uh, and so just as a as a piece of history and as a you know learning about something that's not too widely discussed, I feel like uh, was really good. But it also just really succeeds as a graphic novel, you know, like right. the, the the imagery is really good. The you know the the artist does a great job of like getting the feeling across, and it just is a really really compelling read, really satisfying graphic novel. So I would recommend that, but it's not a fun one, you know. It has moments of like lightness, but it's so hard to uh I don't know, to just kind of accept that that's reality. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is sort of like some of it is present day and some of it or most of it the vast majority of it is flashbacks. So I think having that present day aspect of it gives it an air of hope because you kind of know where it's going, but still it's a, it's a rough read, but I do recommend it.
1: I it I didn't put it on my list because it was so depressing. It is. It is. Um no, another I read because uh, it was nominated for the Harvey Awards a year or two ago. Okay. And so I had seen it the liar. It's called Grass by Kim Suk Gendry Kim. Okay. Uh, it's about her life. Uh, she she's she's a she's Korean and it's about her life growing up um when and being abducted uh and having to work for the japanese imperial army Jeez. during second world war and it's just it's a brutal depressing read I bet. uh which is why i didn't put it on my list yeah. because like it it just like i just read it i'm like well i'm gonna go die now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was just so like everything that happens it is so in it i felt like it, it didn't have that hope and it's not the book's fault because it yeah. was just you know it wasn't there so much it was just such a sad story yeah um but yeah hmm. <laughs> so, so that's two downers I, I i guess i'll say my other downer then which is monsters by uh barry windsor smith okay um it that was nominated for the harvey award this year um, it's huge. It's this massive project that he's been working on for years and everything. Like he writes and draws it, or writes and draws. He writes and illustrates it. It's all black and white. It is a downer. It's uh It's this big story about this family, and one of them gets turned into this like Frankenstein Hulk monster mm. at one point. But you also see his dad in uh, World War II wow. going into this German castle, and but it's also about suburban life after the war and marriages breaking down and mm. all this. It's just about so many different things. Jeez. And it really like it like reading it. I just felt awful while reading it. <laughs> I don't know but like not awful because necessarily it's depressing as like these real world stories we're reading but yeah. awful because there's just so much gloom in it. Sure. I don't know. It, but it's also just like this really strange project that I feel like if you like the format that is uh, graphic novels, then you should read it. Huh, okay. Because <laughs> he yeah, does a I lot see. with it. So okay. I well, had some, like, homemade uh, Greek tzatziki sauce that I was eating while mm-hmm. reading it, so maybe that also kind and of I'm sure it helped. Yeah. Yeah, i am sure Yeah, affected agree. my reading. I was For like, sure. wow, this has a weird taste to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only got one more comic on my list here. What? Yeah. Snap. But, but I've got some other movies I could talk about. Uh, okay. the, my last comic on the list here is Laura Olympus. So this started as a webtoon mm-hmm. by Rachel yeah. Smythe. It uh, deals mainly with Hades and Persephone. I just mm-hmm. loved it. I thought it was really good. Very cool. Yeah, The art's really cool. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, mm-hmm. I heard about it because I think it was either nominated or won the Goodreads Choice Awards for graphic novels. And I picked it up and loved it and my right. wife read it she also loved it so i that one definitely <laughs> needs a volume too so i'm i'm anticipating that have you read it i was sending you screenshots of No, this it's one uh as well. it's
1: checked out in my library yeah so yeah i need to read that one i also need to read that in bubble yeah bubble. um i you read the first volume of robbie race ghost rider yeah i think i did yeah all right i finished that run because i had okay. it it was three volumes yeah or no it was just two volumes i can't remember it's yeah it's but, not long whatever it is uh, I started over because it had been so long since I read the first mm-hmm, volume, mm-hmm. Uh, and I just like it. It just has this very like chaotic, uh, magical energy that you want in a Ghost Rider book. Uh, and I like Robbie Race as a character, and like glad that he's part of the the Ghost Rider verse. Yeah. So I'm always looking for like good Ghost Rider uh, post aughts mm-hmm, So mm-hmm. Uh, this this was uh, this was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I know he was on Agents of Shield, but I hope like. They, you know, do yeah. more with him going forward and that stuff too. Just the fact that he drives a car makes him different enough. But then there's his the character himself is different, and his uh the the spirit that that he gets the Ghost Rider power from and everything is different as well. Mm-hmm. So there there was a lot to like in it. He's yeah. he's this uh he's a strange character. I like him. Well, that's so cool. and I like that series.
0: Okay. Well, um, one one of the movies on my list here. And I, uh-huh. I didn't know we were going to be in contention about this. But is Spider-Man No Way Home? I really loved it. You, you were not a fan?
1: Uh, so my MCU movie ranking would be yeah. Shang-Chi at number one. Okay. Venom Let There Be Carnage at number two, even though it's not Wowza. MCU. Okay. okay. Uh, then it would be Spider-Man, Black Widow, Eternals. Okay. But I feel like... The MCU's year wasn't great in general, movie-wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like Black Widow and Eternals just did not do it for me. Sure. Spider-Man, like, I have a fine time at these MCU Spider-Man movies, but because I don't, like, love them, people think I hate them. Yeah. And it's, like, not the case. I just don't love this version of Spider-Man for the most part. I... I, I like a lot of the
0: choices Tom Holland makes, but I, I'm right with you on I don't like how beholden he was to Iron Man and then how beholden he was to Mysterio. Or you know, Fury. He, Yeah, right, right. Yeah. He just can't really stand on his own. And, it yeah. and, you know, when we were talking about this before and you said, like, this movie ended with you being interested in the Tom Holland yes. Spider-Man. Yeah. I totally get that. I, I yeah. totally get that. I felt the same yeah. thing. But I just, I mean, I, you know, I guess spoilers for Spider-Man.
1: Spoiler spoilers
0: but i loved seeing the others come back spoilers for I,
1: spider-man spoilers for
0: spider-man yeah, just i said kidding.
1: it i said it's it. made 600 million dollars in the u.s alone yeah. so i guess you don't have any excuse for not going true. to see other movies true people boy am i getting I just, mad about that i just anyway, can't continue.
0: believe how well andrew garfield comes out in that movie yeah he's hilarious yeah. he just feels he's so, so spider-man to me yeah. i loved it
1: yeah he's very funny Again, the reason why he's so funny and is and why he blew me away in that is because I how much I don't like the Amazing Spider-Man sure. movies. Yeah, I know you don't. Yeah. Well, whereas like Toby had nothing to prove. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I like I liked the movie. I had a good time, but when I like sit down and look at it object or try to be objective about it or maybe it's not objective. When I just sit down by myself and look at it, it's just It's characters from other movies talking about their other movies, and then two other spider man show up, and then it's them talking about their other movies, and then there's some action that doesn't do it for me. Mm. So, like, when I watch it, I enjoy it for what it does, but as, like, a standalone Spider-Man movie, I just... I don't know. Yeah, all right. I I would want to just skip to the last third of that movie every time. Well, I can see that. I can see that. So, yeah. All right. You know, you can also see multiple... You can see other movies besides uh, Spider-Man movies. Everybody else.
0: Mm, I don't think you can.
1: They can. Are you excited for Morbius?
0: I mean, I'll see it. (laughs) I I saw the trailer, and I was kind of like, I mean, okay. You know, I guess that's that's about all I can muster.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think part of me is excited because it looks like maybe a bad 90s superhero movie. It does.
0: That's exactly what it looks like. And
1: maybe there's some nostalgia in me that says, a bad 90s superhero movie? Let's do this. Yeah. So it kind of, like, it looks like Spawn or something, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, but that's the same vibe I got from the first Venom. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I ended up, I guess the thing about Venom Let There Be Carnage is it was 90 minutes. It had no, it was, it was no, it had no pretensions. Yeah. And it just gave you what you wanted. Yeah. A big fight between Venom and Carnage. Mm -hmm. But it also, like, looked... A whole lot better than a Venom Carnage movie should look. That's like, true. Um, it did have a style to it. The uh, I I'm shocked that um, Andy Serkis mm. said yes to directing this. Yeah. But I, he just gave it this like manic energy. Yeah. That it I felt like it needed. Did you mm. not like it?
0: No, I did. I did. Okay. I, mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't crack it. You know, a high on my list really. But like okay. we watched it on Thanksgiving with my wife and my brother, and we were just all kind of uh, like, yeah so venom yeah.
1: two you know here we go we did it um yeah it was just it was just a good quick time and so like and i think you know what the thing is i was i was telling this to people as it was coming out like why am i getting excited for this movie it's just carnage yeah. i thought it was better than that i thought i had grown no, up i knew you were as soon as i saw carnage it was like 15 year old me's like oh sweet carnage yeah. he's red yeah yeah. So it it is exactly that. Mm-hmm. So when Carnage is talking and stuff, I'm like, yeah, Carnage rules. I <laughs> thought I was better, but I thought I was like past Carnage, but I'm not. It is.
0: It's prettiest because I think it's I think it's technically like 88 minutes, and yeah. when you see that in a modern superhero movie, it's just like wow. But yeah. I, I that really is the thing that makes it as fun as it yeah. is because you're just yeah. like boom. You're yep. exactly right. They don't try to go deeper with it. They don't try to mm-hmm. like say something. They're just like venom, carnage. What else do yeah. you want? Yeah. 88 minutes later, goodbye. Yeah. You know. Uh, is Shang Chi on your list? I like Shang Chi quite a bit. I didn't put it on the okay. list, but well, I well, that was really my
1: that was my favorite uh, MCU movie. Yeah, of the it year. was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I I Kendra doesn't agree with me. I thought the bus fight. Was the best fight oh, in I... terms of like martial arts stuff. Like the scaffolding fight was cool, but I thought like they put in all the effort they had into making that bus fight I think cool. So and too. it's like, you know, it made me. The thing about like the bus fight and Shang-Chi's action was that it made me just want to go watch like more martial arts films, yeah. like rated R martial arts films, mm-hmm. which I guess is good, but also shang chi went into a direction i was not expecting yeah and i ended up liking it because of that so even though like it less it became less of a hand-to-hand martial arts film what it became later was also something i was into
0: i agree i don't really have any complaints about shang chi i thought it was really good just cool and fun
1: so it was a good time kendra just texted me and said she didn't disagree but i think she thought the scaffolding fight was also really cool wow what a a nosy nelly i know Uh, um but yeah, that was a cool time. I'd like to... I'm um, looking forward to more Shang-Chi. Yeah,
0: same. So, Agreed. Um, yeah. th- well, the last uh, visual thing on my list is Superman and Lois. And in our last regular episode, we were reviewing the pilot. Did you watch any
1: more of it? I watched the first two episodes, and then I fell off it, and I don't know why. I, anything that's an hour these days, I just don't do it. No, I tend to agree with so you. I'm, I'm a horrible person.
0: I was really... I mean, I still like the show. I, I love that portrayal of Superman. I think it's doing mm-hmm. a lot of things right. It made the mistake that I feel like a lot of modern shows are doing, where it escalated to what I would consider more like a season three or four kind of plot. Mm. It really had this cool kind of homespunny premise. And you're <laughs> seeing a very different side of Superman. And they jumped to this big, grand, crazy mm-hmm. climax for like the second half of the season. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? How will you ever go back, you know? And so I'm a little nervous about season two. Uh Uh-huh. But the first batch of episodes, you know, I don't remember how many episodes were in the season, but the first half until we got sort of that midway point where things really changed was some of the best Superman I've seen in a very long time. So I still got to give it props for that. And I'm hopeful for season two.
1: I got to watch it now that it's all on HBO Max. Yes. Yeah, you do. What I got to do. I read Bers- Berserker by Keanu Reeves is on my list. Okay. I wasn't expecting to like it, but it just kind of uh, rules. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, that. Whoa. it's... Well, I know, but that's, like, what it is. It's just, like, lizard brain entertainment. It's sure. about this caveman that is immortal and can't die, but yeah. he also sometimes goes berserk because Mm -hmm. he has god blood in him Mm -hmm. and now it's in the future and people are trying to figure out that blood and like they send him on missions it's just the art's just bloody it feels like it came out of the 80s it's just (laughs) if if keanu reeves just wants to write this like heavy metal barbarian story then i'm all in you're there so it yeah i mean that's what it is it's just a heavy metal barbarian story that sounds fun if you can handle gore on page,
0: do ah, it. Okay.
1: If you can't, it gets maybe not. It gets pretty gory, okay. but it's just a lot of fun. Okay. I also liked Department of Truth. Okay. By uh, James Tinian II? the second, the fourth,
0: the fourth. I've been yeah. reading his Batman stuff recently.
1: Yeah, I've been reading his Batman stuff. Sometimes I like it more than not. It kind his Batman stuff has kind of clicked with me once I realized he was writing a cyberpunk Batman. Oh, okay, um, I can see that. And, and once, because he he's been introducing a lot of new characters, but once I realized, like, wait a second, this is a cyber, and I've been like, okay, but he's left to go join Substack yeah, and other conspiracy is. theorists. Yeah. Sure. But anyways, yeah. speaking of conspiracy theories, that's what Department of Truth is. It's about okay. this department that's about keeping conspiracy theories conspiracies like they don't exist but it's the idea that if enough people believe something reality starts to shift mm. so if enough people believe that the world is flat then there is actually an uh an end of the world starts to form oh. and so the, this group has to go and take care of that they have that to get rid of those cool. things okay if enough people believe in bigfoot then there's a wild bigfoot in the wood killing people mm-hmm. so they have to kill bigfoot they have to take care of the people that believe in it it's kind of dark I like the first volume more than the second, but it's still kind of, like, new. Mm-hmm. So the art's a little, um... It has this, like, uh, like sketch quality to it, like charcoal okay. Okay. sketch kind of vibe That's to cool. it. Yeah, it's it's a bit X-Files at times, mm-hmm. so it's worth checking out. Okay. I mean, as long as you're fully aware that the Earth is round, you know, then <laughs> I do, it's I fine.
0: Am, I do know that. So.
1: It's very political because it deals with a lot of political conspiracy theories, like, oh, okay. um... Victim actors okay. in public shooting—that you know the survivor be- are actors. Mm-hmm. It's it actually is depressing when you realize like some of these theories exist. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, you don't want to you don't want to dig too deep into that. I have another one. Do you have something else?
0: No, no. Go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, so I've been reading the post House of X Powers of X X Men right. line. Yes. Um, and I just finished X of Swords, which or Ten of Swords. And so there's a whole bunch of series. There's like six or seven. I didn't count yeah, them. Yeah, I've been like watching them. I've been X watching Force.
0: you click through them on Goodreads.
1: The thing is, like, as much as I was nervous and wasn't excited for what Jonathan Hickman did, I read Powers of X and House of X and thought it was great. Mm. And thought it was just this cool sci-fi, crazy world that he was using all the X Men history and lore yeah. to create, and I thought that was great. And everything else since has been just like, "What was the point then?" Yeah. He, as a writer, as a month-to-month writer, I think he just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> having read his Avengers as well and other stuff, I just I, don't I guess like I've
0: him. I Never known you to like him. Is this new news to you?
1: Right, but like, I guess House of X, Powers of X changed my mind. Like, okay, oh, okay, he's he's an idea man. Okay. Is the thing he's an idea man who has all these, and that's fine. The world needs idea men, and he just he came up with all these great. But then, like he, he's writing the X Men. Okay. So he's writing the series called X Men. Right, right. And every issue is just this different plot thread starting, and there's no follow through on anything. Uh huh. And there's no follow through on the stuff that came from the first book, and then you have like X Force doing this thing, where it's like this. They're taking care of threats to Krokoa. Like, nothing is really happening in that. Mm-hmm. You have um, New Mutants, which is also pretty aimless. Mm. There, it's just a lot of books doing nothing. Mm. And I don't understand what's going on with other... Re- I don't understand why everybody, like, loves these... Like, there's character moments. Like, that's what it is. Every book mm. has fun character moments. But in terms of, like, anything happening beyond a character saying something funny or saying, I got this with his claws extended. There's just not much to a lot of them. Marauders is good. That's a fun series where Kitty pride is like, has a boat and is helping mutants who can't get to Kokoa. get to Kokoa. Okay. Uh, Like that series is a lot of fun, but yeah, nothing. I don't know. All that complaints to say I'm loving Hellions. Oh, okay. Hellions is is so fun. Because, here's the thing. As much as I don't like a lot of the other stuff, the Sinister he's going with is a lot of the Sinister from that Karen Gillen run. Okay, you, sure. You remember that yeah. run where he's like, he just has a lot of him. Yeah. So it's that Sinister kind of, but it's just like a Sinister who's just full, like... Like, it's a Sinister who's read Mr. Sinister comics mm-hmm. and loves it. And so now <laughs> he's being that Sinister. That's funny. It's just... He's just so funny, and he's in charge now of this group. It's basically like a Suicide Squad Thunderbolts team. Okay, it's mutants who, on Krakoa just can't fit into society. Mm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just like it has Wild Child. It has uh, uh, Psylocke, but not the Psylocke that you're thinking. It has the one that she switched brains with. At How times. did you know uh,
0: which Psylocke I, I was thinking of?
1: Quinoan. Mm. Um, but it's got Nanny and uh, Orphan Maker from Claremont's, like, a 80s run. Whoa, okay. It's got just some weird characters, and they they have to go on these, like, violent adventures, and the characters are just terrible to each other. <laughs> the art's a lot of fun. Mr. Sinister is in charge of them, and he's, like, you know, full-on yeah. goof-troop. Yeah. At one point, <laughs> Nanny, who... I, I guess I didn't... I, Nanny is just... She's a mutant that has to live in this metal egg. Mm -hmm. So she has eyes and a little mouth speaker, but she's just this little egg person. And at one point she threatens Sinister. She's like, just so you know, I'm watching you. And if you do anything to hurt my poor orphan maker, I'm gonna kill you. And she walks away and Sinister's like, well, I didn't love that. What and he's always like at the first time he sees her he's like, Holy crap, were you there all this time, you little demon egg? Um So can you just
0: read Hellions or do you need to read everything else?
1: That's the thing, all this stuff, it's tough. Yeah. And then Sword of X takes over everything. But the thing is, everything else became during X of Swords, it was just like this is the a new issue of X of Swords, not this is what X Force is doing. I see. This is what, okay. but during Hellions, they had their own two-issue mission, and it was just Hellions. That's funny. And it was, and Mr. Sinister had been forced to go on it. Oh my gosh. So, I don't know. Of course, because I love it so much, it's probably destined to die an sure. early death. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's definitely like my favorite thing to come mm-hmm. out of this stuff. So. I still have kind of hope for House and Powers of X okay. or, like, this new X-Men stuff because with Hickman leaving, yeah. because it seems like other writers want to do, like, have stuff they can do. And Hickman, Hick- Hickman, Hickman. Uh, it seems like he just has ideas. And then, so maybe, like, once he's gone, people will take those crazy ideas he's come up with and do other stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm one of the people who isn't loving it, but... If I could have Hellions for the rest of my life, you would. You'd sign up for <laughs> that. I have a good time. Yeah.
0: I've been reading. I've been going back and reading like the Essential X-Men. I'm in number four now. I'm currently reading the Brood Saga. Brood Saga, baby. Which is fun. And I also picked up where I left off with Astonishing X-Men. And I didn't li- like. There was a Warren Ellis's. It was Ghost Box that I just read. Oh I was yeah. Kind of like whatever about it. Yeah, it had, that, had cool moments, but it didn't really do it for me.
1: That series never has focus again. So like oh. other writers come in and do other like it's not like the other stuff is necessarily bad but it never like it was a flagship title when whedon was writing it and it never became a flagship title again oh that's a bummer because i did really
0: like those early volumes
1: yeah um but yeah brute saga that's good stuff volume four a lot of good stuff in that what else happened in volume four i don't know because i'm only in the brute saga right now let me grab my essential ah boy I remember really loving uh volume four though. Yeah, it's a good
0: time. It's a good
1: time so Bruce far. Saga's early on in that. It's volume, how right? it starts. It's, it's what kicks it off. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I dug that one. Okay. Yeah, is that let me double check Department Yeah, that's those are my favorite comics that I read this year. Sick. Let's actually do it. I did read some newer stuff, didn't I? Department yeah. of Truth. You're so Punisher, Aliens, yeah. Berserker. I'm doing
0: alright. You are. Ooh, stop judging me. You are. Should we look at some of the awards? Sure. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to tell you about the Eisner Awards, Eric. So okay. Gene Luen Yang was, like, the big winner. He took home, let's see, Best Publication for Kids, Bad Adaptation from Another Medium for uh, Superman Smashes the Clan, which we both read and right. loved. Yeah. And Best Publication for Teens for Dragon Hoops. Mm-hmm. So, but I recommend both of those. Kind of surprised yeah. Dragon Hoops won, but I liked it quite a bit.
1: Dragon Hoops is good, yeah.
0: Yeah. Best Single Issue went to Sports is Hell by Ben Passmore, which I've not read. Uh, best limited series Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber I don't know why I haven't read this but I haven't did you read any of this Jimmy Olsen stuff? no okay I Uh, did not (laughs) best new series went to uh, Kelly Thompson's Black Widow which I loved so yeah I I agree with that best writer and artist went to Junji Ito for Remina and Venus in the Blind Spot Uh, best Mm. comics related book Invisible Men the trailblazing black artists of comic books by Ken Quattro best digital comics was ed brubaker and marcos martin's friday and best web comic went to crisis zone by time simon hanselman which apparently you can just read on instagram so that's pretty sick
1: yeah i don't have instagram anymore
0: that's right you don't i don't have
1: linkedin anymore
0: yeah they're really gonna miss you they're really gonna miss that you've been talking a lot about the harvey awards you want to take us home with that
1: Yeah, I read the nominations, but I didn't read the winner of the year, The Magic Fish by Trung-Lei Nguyen. Yeah, I did read that. That was pretty cool. I liked that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So I got to read that. And digital book of the year was Lore Olympus, which I need to read. Magic Fish won again for best children, or young adult book. Mm -hmm. Was it young adult? Is that you read it, right? Yeah. Okay. I
0: would would even maybe say a little younger, depending on how you feel. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Best manga went to Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto. I don't know that
0: at all. Do you know that one?
1: Uh, I don't read as much manga as you would think. Mm-hmm. It's strange. you think I would read a lot of manga yeah. with all the anime I like. I would think that. I would and but... do think that. <laughs> uh, best international book went to Moms. You love by... Moms. You mean like in general? Just in general, yeah. And I don't know if you well, read the book. But... What a strange thing to say. Oh, sorry. I... <laughs> moms by Yaoing Shin Ma translated by Janet Hong. Okay. And best adaption from comic book and graphic novel went to WandaVision by Disney+. There you go. Ba, ba,
0: ba, ba, um, ba, 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 WandaVision.
1: The two 2021 Hugo Awards okay. came out. Okay. Uh, in December. Yeah. They were... But I thought we could mention some of the comic-related stuff. For sure. The best graphic story or comic went to Parables of the Sower, a graphic novel adaptation written by Octavia Butler. Was it adapted from the Bible? Oh, maybe. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it would have won the Hugo Award if that was true. Probably not. Um, the Old Guard won for best dramatic presentation, long form. Was that, uh, is that I mentioned Vera? Yeah. Okay. But that, it's based on a comic book by Greg Rucka. Oh, okay. Uh, so I thought I'd throw that I in. I like out some there. Greg Rucka.
0: Sure.
1: Oh, okay. That was it. Okay. This <laughs> Hugo. I okay. remember seeing WandaVision, but I guess WandaVision didn't get nominated by the Hugo I guess Award, not. which seems dumb
0: yeah it does i agree it was so, so good yeah hey buddy guess That's what anyway
1: parable the soda but ghost spider volume one uh monstrous volume five once in future volume One. Oh, i guess i've been reading once in future which i really really liked. okay by karen gillen um was that this year that i no it wasn't this year that i started it yeah uh invisible kingdom volume two and die volume two those were nominated as well okay Well,
0: those are all very hip new selections. I've got just the opposite for you, Eric, because I did a quarter bin selection. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Adventure Comics number 383 starring Supergirl. Title, Please Stop My Funeral. This is by Bob Kaniger, E. Nelson Birdwell, with art by Wynne Mortinger and Kurt Schaffenberger. All right. Here we go. While at college, Linda Danvers senses trouble and goes to investigate as Supergirl. She helps a girl get dust out of her eyes, and I don't know why she does this. It's not relevant, but it happens. And And she
1: accidentally takes her head off?
0: No, no. She uses her (laughs) super breath to suck the dust out of the girl's eye, which seems very dangerous. Wow, yeah. That's just jelly. (laughs) I know. Also, she sees a UFO, so she goes to investigate. She gets hit by this beam, and there's an explosion right the next thing she knows she's at her own funeral and no one can see or hear her she's like batman robin clark it's me supergirl no one can see her right so she starts to believe that she must be actually dead until she realizes she can feel her own tears and that proves that she's actually alive but no one can see her and everybody thinks she's dead so she's like who can i communicate with i know comet the telepathic super horse But Comet doesn't sense or remember her. Neither does Streaky the super cat. Oh, boy. Next, she finds herself with Abraham Lincoln as he's giving the Gettysburg Address. Next, she meets Joan of Arc. And finally, Isaac Newton. Only, wherever she is, Isaac Newton has discovered gunpowder and has made a rocket. The rocket explodes, sending Supergirl back to her own world. And she puts together that the initial blast knocked her into a negative world where only the dead are alive. And Isaac Newton's rocket blasted her, blasted her back to her regular world. The end. What did you think?
1: <laughs> what, what an adventure, you, super girl. What did
0: you think? Listen, I need to read this to you. This is, this is her figuring things out. And I quote, the first explosion of the hostile spacecraft must have blasted me into a negative world. It's an exact duplicate of our Earth, except that every person who is alive here is a negative human there. And when a person dies on our Earth, his negative double on their world becomes a normal, positive person, unseen by the negative people, and are mourned by them as dead. That's why Lincoln joan and newton were alive and could see me when i entered the world my negative double vanished so her friends thought she was dead hold on but now that i've left the negative supergirl returned to her world
1: this is something that's just in a thought bubble yeah she just figured all this out she's just thinking it in her head to herself while walking down the street yep yep and then
0: and then a news copter pulls up and there's clark kent hi supergirl anything exciting happening no clark nothing unusual the splashdown was perfect but i do have a story to tell him later of a negative clark mourning for a living positive supergirl (laughs) Uh, it's a silver age baby you know so she so the per the other supergirl's dead no it's like they (laughs) changed places like the positive the negative it makes no sense it makes no sense because if that's true then it would have been instantaneous so like how did everybody gather for a funeral when it happened seconds before and how do they have like a body i don't get it okay it's crazy
1: thanks for that quarter Ben. you're welcome
0: (laughs) you are welcome my friend you're welcome
1: and as a child you're like wow why don't they teach about this in school yeah
0: i'm like yeah i bet that would happen (laughs) it was a different time it was a different time I probably read that first in like 1989 something like that holy cow it's a very dramatic cover I love I remember like finding this this has been one of my favorites because it's just everybody it's like Batman and Robin carrying a coffin you know and everybody's sitting and she's like no I'm not dead right, pretty legendary stuff yeah Uh, and with that we come to a close the end do you feel uh, do you feel as though we've comic book coffee broken?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that sounded like the German translation of yeah. the show.
0: Yeah, that's what it's called overseas. Yeah.
1: Welcome to Coffee Back and Coffee Bracken. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got it. You got it in one.
1: No, I did not. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Okay. We never could end this thing.
0: No, we couldn't. We could that's because it was always your job to end it.
1: All oh, right. Well, well, thanks for listening to Comic Book Coffee Break, our big, giant, annual, giant-sized coffee bu- break, coffee book.
0: Coffee broken. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Okay. All right, you know what?
1: <laughs> it's be great. Well, read some of it. our suggestions. Yeah. If you haven't, read them. If you have, send Nick a tweet. There I'm not on Twitter anymore. There I don't exist not, on the internet as far it. as like.
0: If you yeah. got a message for Eric, you send yeah. it to me. You can send it to Twitter at all the book show, yeah. and I'll tell Eric what you think. Okay. uh
1: yeah you keep listening to house things with uh nick gunning Thanks, and buddy. his his uh his stellar work there yeah. uh my favorite comic book run of this year was probably me finding my uh father's family on ancestry
0: that's true that's a big development
1: <laughs> yeah so uh yeah See you
0: later. You really dropped that bombshell. You can also catch Eric every week on 90s Music Got Me Like.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's right. I do have one thing. I do 90s Music Got Me Like. The only podcast
0: that you had to continue because you're married to the co-host.
1: I'm married to the co-host.
0: You can't. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it.
1: Yeah. If I I split from that, it just would make an awkward sit down. It would
0: be a weird weird time sitting down with your homemade food. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe we'll see you again next year. Who knows?
1: Who knows what we'll read. Bye, everybody.
0: You gotta, well, say, no. you gotta say goodbye again. Oh,
1: goodbye, sorry. I, I'm just so new to this because I'm the negative energy, Eric. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it. the positive is now in my yeah, universe, right. mm-hmm. but he's wearing a hat, yeah. oh. so I can't wear a hat because okay. we'll be having the same space Sure. and the hat will create a continuum. Sure.
0: And if you ever question it, just cry a little bit. And if you feel the tears, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah.
1: Come coffee break.